Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing and Sales, Novice. 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 With me, as usual, uh, Oliver Young, Operations Director at the Young Automotive Group, and Brad Taylor, Corporate Trainer with the Center of Excellence, and back again, Scott Cooley, Finance Specialist with the Young Automotive Group. Yeah, it's great to be back again. Thank you. We appreciate having you, uh, and we are excited to talk about uh, your topic today, which is we're talking about having a strong mindset. Tell us a little bit about what that means to you. Yeah, um, so I guess like mindset's talked about a lot in a lot of different circles. Uh, for me, having a strong mindset would be the ability to, to focus on what you're doing when you're doing it, uh, to not be focusing on other things, and also to eliminate any uh, um, previous experiences possibly as you're going through it. And I guess really as you sit and look at it, I think the first thing is just figuring out how to develop a strong mindset, um, how to actually get to the point where you can get there. Um, for me in, in finance, um, going through, uh, going through car deal after car deal after car deal, there, there's a lot that goes into that. And so being able to have a, have a, like a focused mindset where you're not thinking about anything else, you know, the next deal, um, the previous deal, uh, what the salespeople are doing out front, what's going on at home or anything. That's a big deal. Sure. Um, because you can't, like, if you can't focus on that customer, then there's no way you're gonna be able to help them. Um, and so I think first off, like as you look at how to develop a mindset, you know, the, one of the big things is just an intent, going into it um, with with an intention of, okay, this is what I am going to do. I am going to strengthen my mindset. I'm going to focus on what I'm doing. Um, I think study is a big thing. Actually, spending some time looking into it on the side and figuring out um, what areas I need to work on and, and reflection. Um, I think study without reflection never gets you as far. And really, Scott, I feel like nowadays it's harder than ever to really focus. There is so much happening all the time, all the time. everywhere, and, and it's it's always there. It's ever present, well, right? Let me let, let let me challenge that a little bit, right? We say there's there's stuff happening all over, everywhere, all the time. Sure. Well, is it just because there's more? data flowing yeah that's why yeah. we've allowed more access <laughs> right. to ourselves it's, right it's, we allow it in yeah it's, it's ever present there's always yeah. stuff going if i on, turn off but. my email am i really getting emails it's kind of like the if the tree falls in the woods if i just turn off my phone am i really getting text messages <laughs> you don't know it, right if you turn off the data sources is it really happening well, and obviously people are reaching out to me or what, right? Things are happening. But in that moment, I don't have it, right? right? Or if I don't read the news or if I don't see that stuff, right? Being present. Is, 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 but we're so, nowadays, you know, we're on, the, we're on the iPad watching the TV at the exact same time. We're taking in three different forms of stuff. And so our brains just become more and more used to more data sources. And I feel like when you need to focus, like you're saying, it we almost now focus is unusual instead of where it used to be just, I have a book. Yeah, yeah it used to be the norm, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Well, and, and I think for a lot of people, the it feels like the expectation is that I'm always available. Right. Yep. The expectation is that, oh, I've got this magical thing in my pocket that has my email on it, that's got my, you know, my text messages on it. You can reach me through my phone on it. It's got all my social media. Social on media. I'm, I'm always reachable. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's that kind of feels like the expectation. But then on the other side of that, I think that there's 
people get a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. when they do lose access to that, whether that's intentional or not. Like, who am I pissing off by not answering my phone right now? Who am I? Who am I? dropping the ball with by not checking my emails right now right so how do you how do you build a mindset that's going to allow you to shut that anxiety off i think it is by establishing expectations with the people that are trying to connect with you right during this time i'm unavailable right and i think that actually takes a strong mindset to do because We've set within ourselves that our availability becomes part of our superpower. I'm always available. You can always reach me. I'm always there for you. We tell that to our customers, to our coworkers. But when we allow that time to ourselves where we turn those things off and we're able to focus on what's important at home or take that intentional time to develop our mindset so that we're focusing on ourselves, that changes everything for us. Absolutely. And I think Oliver uh, made a great point earlier. If you if you turn it off, all that stuff is still going to happen and you can get to it. You just don't have to have to get to it right now. I mean, think about a time when you're um, in a meeting with somebody and you're the recipient. And so the other person ends up uh, taking a phone call, answering a text message or just looking through their emails. I mean, how does it make you feel? We never feel good. Or we're talking to our kids and they're on their phones. Right. I'm sure you've seen that. And, and it's not a good feeling. But then we turn around and a lot of times if we're not thinking about it, we do that to somebody else. Mm-hmm. We might do that to our kids. We might do that to our coworkers. And so just, you know, de- deciding. And, and I think that's a big thing is it's a, just a decision right now. This is what I'm doing and nothing else matters. Be present. Yep. And, um, and, and I think a customer feels that presence. They feel when a salesperson is like. Distracted. You're the only, yeah, they, they definitely feel when they're distracted, but they also feel a salesperson when it's nothing in the world matters to me except for this experience with you right now. Yeah. Right? Whether you're on the phone or whether you're um, with a customer in person, they can feel that you're intentional about it, right? Um, because uh, it matters. It matters that you're present with them. And, and the reality is, too, when, when we do that, we're focusing on one topic and we can we can deliver a better experience without worrying about everything else. Yeah. Um, and that actually leads right into the second point, just isolating your current situation, you know, deciding, okay, if this is what I'm working on right now, if I'm with a customer right now, that's all I'm going to work on. Or let's flip it back to uh, one of the previous episodes. If I am working on tasks, uh, phone calls, that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm not going to focus on my social media. I'm not going to focus on messages coming from someone else. I'm going to focus on some phone calls right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then flip it around. You know, after you spend 30 minutes working on some of those tasks, go out and work on it with, you know, a live customer out in the showroom. You know, just move that around based on where your focus needs to be at the time. Yeah. I, the, the Yesterday I was in a training with um, our combined office, and we were talking about how to improve our email uh, communication, right? Uh, to how to work with your email more frequently. And one of the questions came up, um, when do you check your email, right? And what do you think they said? Immediately. As Always. soon as in one comes in. Yeah. Right? As soon as I hear a bing, I check the email, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's not the best time to check the email, right? Checking email right at, as everything comes in, yeah, you might be getting back to somebody, but it's 
pulling you away from the most important thing you can do, which is focus on the task at hand, right? And so, you know, we, we talked about, okay, maybe we should break it up into check it at, you know, 20 minutes before the morning meeting, mid-afternoon, and then as you finish the day, right? And understanding that by actually shutting it off, you can get more productivity both out of this is my time to check my email and get everything caught up, and this is the time to not do that and really focus on the different tasks at hand, kind of yeah. like you're saying. Well, and, and, an autom- and an immediate reply to somebody doesn't really give your best attention to the person you're replying to either. Yeah. You're yeah, because you're, you're distracted by the thing yeah, you're yeah. currently doing yeah. and right. trying to do that. Yeah, And then you're just firing it out. You're just firing off a response without being intentional about yeah, it. Yeah, completely so. agree on that. The, now, everybody has stuff going on at home, right? There's Everybody's got something going on. Everybody has something to worry about outside of work. What advice do you have to, you know, shut that off for a minute, to, to isolate yourself from that? Because that's that's a that's just a part of everybody's existence, right? I've got my home life, I've got my work life, they're going to bleed into each other. Um, I, routine. I think routine is the best way to transition your focus from one area to the next. Um, when you're in the middle of something, it's easy to follow to the to the second and the third and the fourth thing. And so if you show up at work and you're still thinking about stuff that's going on at home, um, and let's just say you had a bad morning at home, it happens. If you bring that to work, you can't focus on work. Right. Um, and so if you continue that um, thought process about what's going on at home, you're going to continue going through that and your work is going to be ineffective. And so having a routine when you get to the office, um, here's the first five things that I do when I get to the office. Um, one, you know, just one, two, three, four, five, and you follow through that. By the time you finish, the stuff that was happening outside of work falls off in the background. It's just distant noise, and you're not thinking about it, and you can focus on what you're doing at work. And then the same is true for when you get home. Have the have a have a similar routine when you get home to transition your focus. Yeah, I I, I think that's a great answer. We and we've talked about uh, the the importance of routine, but having that be a, a great transition from you know one realm of your life to the next, I think is uh, that's a that's fantastic. Well, I advice. love that advice. That's great. Yeah, and then I guess um, going along with routine and everything, um, the other topic I wanted to talk about with this was what do you do when you do get off track? How to get your mindset and your focus back on track throughout the day. You know, in a previous episode, um, Oliver talked about the uh, the coin flips and the silver bullet. Um, silver bullet. And, I mean, so, you know, you flip a coin, it's heads, you flip a coin, it's heads, you flip a coin, it's heads, and you flip a coin, what's the next one going to be? It'll be either heads or tails, but it's not definitely going to be heads. Yeah, it's 50-50. But definitely going to be heads. But if we oh. think about those first three things, it's going to be heads. And so, um, and this goes back to that second point as well, just some type of routine. Um, so there was an article I read a few years ago about uh, how, to, um, how to get focused when you don't feel like it um, by James Clear. And it uh, talked about his baseball career. Are you sure it wasn't? Ben Franklin? <laughs> it it may have been Ben Franklin. Um, it was either Ben Franklin or James Or James Clear. Clear. We'll, we'll James, James was probably most. writing Ben Franklin's quote. Yeah, he was. was. He was. <laughs> but uh, he talked about his uh, um, his baseball career and um, his pregame ritual, um, or I guess it was his pre-bat ritual. Um, but just the, uh, the steps that he would go through before a game, the steps that he would go through before he went up to bat. Um, and it was it was very detailed, you know. 
dust off. I mean, well, you watch a, a baseball game on TV. What do they do when they go up to bat? They hit their bat on one cleat. They hit their bat on the other cleat. They take a couple practice swings. Fix their gloves. Yep. And, and if you watch the same players, they'll do the exact same thing over and over again. And as I read this, I kind of looked, uh, looked at my life in finance and what was going on. So I am, uh, for those of you that know me, I'm a very robotic person. Um, accurate. I can, <laughs> accurate. I, I, I can get into a routine and, and I just have to stick with it. I don't have to think about it anymore. Um, and that's what I was doing with the finance office. Um, at the beginning of every deal, I started off the exact same way, opening the deal jacket, taking the papers out, pulling them off to the side, going through the computer, matching up the papers to the computer. And then it went as far as putting the pen that I signed contracts with in exact same space on my desk every time, putting one or two pens out, depending on how many customers I had in the exact same spot every single time. And I would go through this and I, this was before I even read the article. I would just do this without thinking about it. Um, and then as I read the article, I realized that's one of the reasons that I was able to have a clear mindset when I went in with a customer. Cause I wasn't at that point, my mind was ready. I was dialed in. I was knew exactly what I was working on, and nothing else mattered. The the reason why that works so well is because you're about to start an uncomfortable situation because you're about to speak with some people that you either have not met or have just met, but you are in control and comfortable with the things that you can control. And I think a lot of us are this way. Anytime I get off track in any aspect of my life, my Landing zone is always my routine. It's okay. Something's off. I got to get back to waking up at exactly the exact same time every morning and start that routine. Start at the gym, get my time, clear my head, get intentional about myself and about what I want to get out of every day and where I want to move myself to. I, I think it's so neat to reflect on the things that you do and realize that a lot of those tiny quirks or little things that you do are actually what makes you comfortable. And, and it's all a mental thing. It, it makes you intentional about the direction you're going to head into. And I'm not good at this. This is really good <laughs> advice that I need to be taking because I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm just like everything's spread out and I'm kind of a, a shit show like it's just like it's just but, a mess. but you're <laughs> thrive on chaos but yeah and it's yeah. not necessarily i thrive on chaos i can actually i think if i include a lot of this routine and a lot of get get can control of my situations more or the areas and and kind of get a routine a better routine down i think i could absolutely improve in that area of of focus you're a rock climber Every, right? I have to rack up the exact same way every single time. Every time. So uh, even with some chaos and you're actually bringing some fear or some difficult, uh, some difficulty into your life, but you find a way to get comfortable and you rack up the exact same way every time because you were safe last, last time doing it, yep. right? And it worked last time. So even these little tiny things that we might not notice, you're probably more routine than you actually think. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the, the interesting thing is the uh, flip side is exactly true as well. We may have a routine that is in place that weakens our mindset. Um, our habit may be to go talk with a salesperson and find out how rough the deal was or just look through all of the paperwork and start getting down on ourselves because it's missing this form. It's missing that signature. Um, oh, gosh, it looks like this deal took a really long time to put together. This is going to be a rough deal. 
And so we may have habits in place and routines that are uh, weakening our mindset as we go into it versus strengthening it. Um, so that's also important to look at. Yeah, I, I remember uh, this smoking commercial or against smoking. It wasn't trying to get you to smoke. But uh, I, if, if I remember correctly, it was a gentleman who lit up a cigarette and then ran outside and hopped into a truck and started driving, even though it wasn't his truck. It was a big box truck or something like that. And the slogan was something like, you don't drive every time you smoke, so you don't need to smoke every time you drive. And it's about realizing these habits are actually in your control, right? You get to determine what you do. You make choices. Now we fall into those habits that we have, which is a huge thing that huge thing that uh, James Clear is is known for, right? Yep. Uh, the importance of habits being what creates that positive mental mindset. But catching, or as we talked in a previous episode, stopping specific habits can actually be beneficial to strengthening our mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Um, either way, you've got to start by identifying them and then um, kind of like we talked about at the beginning of this episode, identify it and then actually put some intent into what you're doing um, to make changes and move things forward. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love it. Uh, do we have a do we have an action item this week? Um, yeah. So I think the uh, the biggest action item would be to um, reflect, look at, identify what um, what routines you do have. And if you don't build some that are going to um, strengthen your mindset and help you focus on the task at hand. That's fantastic. Well, as usual, I have been taking copious notes. Uh, I make a routine of doing this, guys, and it, it helps me out an awful lot. It, it clears my mind. To Welcome to the Denouement. Denouement, y'all. Denouement, y'all. All right, well, we're talking about having a strong mindset. Uh, and this is basically, it's all about focusing on what you're doing, when you're doing right. Focus on the task at hand. Uh, there are three steps here. Number one, you've got to develop it. You have to develop your, your, your strong mindset. Uh, you have to be intentional. If there is one, I think if there's one word for this podcast that we have used more often than any other word, it's denouement. No, it's intention. <laughs> you have to, you've got to be intentional about this. Everything you do, you have to be intentional. And that includes developing this strong mindset. Study, right? Spend time reflecting on your mindset. What's working for you? What's not working? Um, there's, there's a lot of data sources out there. There's too many ways to be available. Focus is not the norm these days. Uh, you need to establish expectations and boundaries about your availability, and you need to make the decision, be intentional, to be present. People can see it, customers can see it, and they can feel it when you're present. All right, number two, it's it's all about isolating your current situation. Don't let anything else matter except for the task at hand. Schedule time to check up on your alerts, to check up on your emails, your, your, your text messages. You're going to find that you're going to be more intentional about your responses, and you're going to be more intentional about the task at hand as well. So both areas are going to benefit, even if you're responding a little bit later than you normally would. And then routine is going to help you to transition your focus from one thing to the next. That's going to help you get back on track, which is our third point here. Routine is going to help to clear your mindset. This is just like the, uh, the example that uh, you gave, Scott, was baseball players stepping up to the bat, hitting their shoes, you know, wrapping their hands. I don't watch baseball. I don't, I don't know what they do, but sports they do ball. the same thing. Sports ball. They do the same <laughs> thing every time they step up to bat and, because it, it worked last time, right? Find that routine. This is going to give you some controllable 
variables, even in situations where you have no control. Uh, however, be cautious. It is possible to have routines that weaken our mindsets. So make sure you're sussing those out. Pay attention to what's helping you, what's hurting your mindset. Uh, but just the, the, the biggest thing here is just absolutely be intentional about your mindset. So, uh, look, I, I want to thank you guys uh, for being here again. I want to thank Layla and Noah in the booth uh, out here at the Catalyst Center for helping us out. Thank you to the Catalyst Center for letting us come in here once again and record. It's a beautiful location, and I think we're getting some some really good stuff out of here. Um, and, and then, if, uh, listeners, thank you as well. If you haven't left us a review on iTunes, if you haven't left us any stars, please do that. It's going to help us out a great deal. Uh, and finally, if you do have any questions, comments, if you've got ideas for future podcasts shoot us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com and that helps us a ton really listeners if if you have if you have any ideas for what you want to hear from us you know any experts that you want us to bring on we'll reach out we'll grab them um so please please email us good deal well thanks uh everybody it's been a great episode we're excited to, to see what comes next and uh i guess my sign off now is dana moi y'all dana moi y'all